Hey guys. Uh, anyway, I've been listening to the podcast since, uh, really since you told that story about that guy who pulled his dick out of his girlfriend's ass and had the, uh, uh, some kind of fucking bean on it or something. Anyway, a long time listener, first time calling. I just wanted to say, you know, you talked to one of the callers called in and said if they wanted to, uh, jack off to the sound of Harrison's voice, I'm going to disagree with him. I'd actually like to jack off all over your face, D, while Harrison uh, eats my ass out and while Wackerly's sitting there whispering sweet nothings in my ear. I think that's what would really be nice. Oh, and Steele, yeah, he could ride my face like it's the Kentucky Derby if he would like to, because I think that man is just fine. Talk to you later. Bye. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I am Harrison. Harrison, do I look kind of tan to you? Do I look... More no. tan than usual. Nope. Good. Yeah. Because I was trying to cover up. I went. Yeah. I was in the sunlight um, this past weekend for like hours. Did you hours. Bring your parasol? Did you bring your parasol? I, I should have brought a parasol. Okay, there are yeah. people there with parasols. Mm. I went to the Renaissance Fair. Have you ever been to that? No. Uh, honestly, no. The I've Ren never been there. Yeah. You've never been to a Ren Fair? It's very weird. Dude, what the fuck's been. wrong with you? What, do you just don't like uh, fairies and knights and... <laughs> Wizards, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need I need the, the Twitter backlash from that statement, D. Thank you. <laughs> no, you know That's what? what I'd never been to one either. Mm. It's the first time I'd ever been to okay. one, and uh, my girlfriend's super into that stuff. So, okay. you know, she was all like, she's she asked me to go last year, and it actually sounds like it would be kind of something that would be entertaining. I just go for the turkey legs, to be honest. I see pictures on because it's like that whole thing's just like an Instagram fashion shoot. Oh, it totally thing. is. But Everybody's I see the people selfies. with the fucking turkey legs, and I'm like, I want a fucking turkey leg. The well, fuck? that's one of the re- main reasons she likes to go is because the food. But but the the other thing is they have a lot of alcohol, a lot of meat, a lot of. Well, you're not drinking, but I mean, if you if you go to that, I think the whole point of it is you walk around in your Renaissance fair outfit and you get really wasted on mead, right? And uh, and other stuff. Um. So anyway, I went. I didn't dress up. Um, but I, I wore my typical summer outfit, you know, black pants and black shirt covering my, uh, any kind of skin that would be exposed to sunlight. Yeah. It's always rare for me to go out during the day. So I got to be prepared. And I had a SPF 70 sunblock. Yeah. So just to make sure. Well, somebody was telling me like somebody from the East coast was like, well, if you're depressed, it's probably cause you need to get out and walk in the sunlight. I'm like, motherfucker, I go out for a cigarette and I get more sunlight than you do in a year. You know, I just don't like being in the sun. Yeah, you know, I'd rather just go out at seven at night or something. Right. Uh, but anyway, the thing is, there's certain things you have to do during the day because mm-hmm. they don't go on at night, right. such as a Renaissance fair. Mm-hmm. So I went to it, and uh, you know, I, it was it was all right. Drink, uh, drink a lot. One yeah. thing I noticed is also vampire burglaries. Does that happen in during the day? Fairs? No, you just we want to do it during the day because at night oh. they're you know. They'll be around the house doing stuff. That that's that is a yeah. good point. So just because keep, you, they're sleeping, little pro just tip. be quiet, right? <laughs> yeah. do, do they wake up or do they sleep so like in such a deep slumber? In most of the movies, they sleep so deeply that you could just be like, "Hey, what you doing? Hey, is it coffin? Hey, you're in the coffin. What's going on, buddy?" And, and they won't still wake up. Like, mm. 
Oh, yeah. okay. So then that's that's a thing. So you don't have to tiptoe around. No, you, just you don't. Go around. I wonder what you'd find in there, though. Hey, who knows? Those guys live for centuries, so yeah. you might actually find some cool shit. That's true. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what it is. You're you're in a time warp. You go back, mm-hmm. and I was worried because uh, my girlfriend mentioned that they heckle you if you don't wear outfits, mm-hmm. like because there's people there that work like they're paid to be in costume, right? And they'll come up to you and be like. Who doth thou? Or they pretend like you don't exist or that you're right. naked. They come up to you and they think you're naked. And they're like, right. why dost thou not wear clothing? And I was like, God, I'm not, I just don't want to deal just with punch that. punch everybody. Yeah. I, I like, would I'm punch just, everyone. I don't want to deal with this. Well, but they're also the people that go dressed like fucking Captain Kirk. Just that, to fuck with people, That right? kind of surprised me. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Oh, you saw them? They were yeah, there? no, they're yeah. like, uh, they dress yeah. like Riker. Okay. and Because uh, yeah. apparently... <laughs> There are a lot Riker. of Next Generation episodes that they Jonathan go, Frakes. <laughs> where they go to a primitive culture, yeah, like a yeah. planet with a primitive Earth culture, and it's always Southern California, Ren Fair. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like people dressed up as like, you know, kings and queens and court jester <laughs> outfits and, and shit like that. I guess that happened a lot in Next mm. Generation. It was a frequent thing. Because, I mean, you probably save money. Yeah. You know, you just All go shoot it in the desert. Right. Um, but so you'd see a lot of Rikers walking around and apparently they, they accept that. That's cool. You can be a Star Trek guy and it's fine. But if you come there dressed like Wolverine or something, and it's, I guess kids do that, like kids will dress up as like a Marvel superhero or Iron Man, they get really upset. Okay. They'd rather you not wear an outfit. They beat you to death. They bludgeon you to mm, death okay. with scimitars and maces. Mm, mm. Um, but anyway, so we go there, and I realize it's not a vegetarian-friendly place. No. They don't like no. vegetarians. I don't Did know what I would have done the back then. Did they have corn on the cob, at least? Yeah, but I think it's like still dipped in like pork batter or something. Okay. Um, but we went there, and, uh, and uh, my girlfriend got like this massive turkey leg. Oh, yeah. I'm not even shitting you. It's like as big as my arm. It's a fucking oh, huge turkey leg. So hungry. And so she's eating the turkey leg. Yeah. We're sitting there hanging out, and I was drinking some beer, and I just noticed my favorite thing, my favorite thing of the entire Renaissance Fair, this group of drunk bros. Like, these guys were wasted. Mm. And basically, I think they just came there to fuck with nerds. Mm. Because there were a lot of nerdy people dressed up. And these guys were like, I don't know, wearing, wearing um, you know, that like MMA gear, what is it, affliction shirts and things like that. Mm. Like, one guy kind of had like a rat tail. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just really bad tattoos. And they're yeah. fucking wasted. Yeah. Uh, they've been there like drinking probably for a few hours. Mm. And so they're saying things like, show us your tits mm. to like girls that walk mm. by. And mm. like people are like, oh, those people are such assholes. Mm. And but my favorite thing about it is they have some other like paid employees of the fair that, that are like fairy folk. They're dressed up. As fairies. And usually... The like, Tuatha de Danan, as is, the is Irish that what they're call called? them. Yes. Well, usually, uh, my girlfriend said that they're typically females. And they're women dressed up as fairies. And they have mm. wings and shit. And they come around. And they play with the kids. Mm. But we didn't see any women. They're all dudes. So these dudes were wearing, like, you know, tights and uh, leotards. Right. And, like, really, like, you know, uh, one, one guy was just dressed, like, as a water fairy. Okay. He had, like, blue paint on him. And, mm. they, and, th- and they got to be in character. They don't speak. Sure. They can come up to you and do, like, sign language, and they give you gifts. Usually, they just give candy to little kids. Anyway, this one blue, like, Asian guy that was, like, a fairy was walking around. That's not very nice to say, D. Well, I, I mean, he was a fairy folk. Guy. Oh, okay. He was a okay. fairy folk. He was I like see. a water fairy. Gotcha. And he's walking around playing with the little kids. The drunk bros started, mm. started heckling him mm. and saying things to him. And the guy like saw him, but he kept character. He didn't say anything back to him. They started throwing like ice cubes at him and french fries. <laughs> 
And I, I was wondering, I'm like, oh, let's go. What's going to happen here? That guy just kind of left. He was like, I'm just not going to be confrontational. I'm going to get out of here. But this other fairy guy, and fairy folk dude, he was dressed as like a rooster fairy, like a, like a rooster. Like he had like a fucking feathers coming out of his ass. And also in like a leotard with tights. But he was a big dude. That's how I feel like whenever I go to Boston. What, that there's I rooster fe- fairies walking no, around? No, I feel like I'm a rooster fairy and everyone else is... the Because that's what Boston is like. Well, you are kind of like, a rooster there's fairy. There's guys like that. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You got a point. What do you say? <laughs> Boston has like normal dudes and then rooster fairies? Yeah. No, Boston is like those groups of guys you discovered. Yeah, you yeah, dis- yeah. Discovered. Bros. You, you described... That's everyone in Boston. Okay. Yeah, and sports pros. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Really Everyone in Boston. And it's like, if you're just a guy, regular guy walking around, and they're like, hey, that guy's not like punching people constantly. He must be some kind of queer, you know? Yeah, that's then, exactly the mentality. That's what happens. These guys Boston. probably were yeah. from Boston. They're mm. probably from like central California. Right. You know, because this was like not in LA. It was like in Irwindale or something. Oh, I was, okay. Yeah, yeah was so it was kind of far out. It was like an hour drive. So anyway, the, the the fairy guy. I got a I got a personal pan pizza for four dollars out there. Oh wow! Yeah, it's cheap out there, man. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a lot cheaper than the rent fair. Yeah. So this rooster fairy guy was walking around, and he was like a big dude, mm. at least six four, big guy, like ripped muscle. And so he's walking around, <laughs> and he's passing out like candy to the kids and playing yep. with kids. They start doing the same thing, yep. throwing French fries at him. Mm. And this dude walks over to him, and at first, totally keeping character, mm. he like. Uh, blows up this balloon and puts mm. it in the guy's face and the guy mm. reaches for it and he lets it go and it just like shoots off in his face <laughs> and his friends are all like, oh yeah, burn. Yeah. And uh, the one guy just got pissed. He's yeah. like in his face like, come on, man, you want to go? Let's go, let's go. And the mm. rooster guy's just like laughing at him and I, and I grabbed my phone immediately because mm. I was like, wow, this is going to be great to see this drunk bro just get his ass beaten by a dude wearing a rooster outfit. Okay. A rooster fairy. It didn't happen. No. His his bros kind of stopped it. I was surprised. What did the rooster guy do? He just stood there. Like, mm. he didn't say anything. He kept mm. character, but he was just, like, motioning with his hands, like, bring it. Let's yeah. do this. Uh, yeah. And, like, the other fairies could come up, too, because yeah. they're just like, great, this is our fairy that's going to be our champion. Yeah. You know? And if it was me, like, if I was with a group of drunk bros, if I had friends like that that were drunk assholes mm. and go to renaissance fairs and, and make fun of nerds if i was there and it was one of my friends i would have been like dude you gotta fight him you mm. gotta fight him or you're not a man yeah just to see him get his ass beat because yeah. i would have videotaped that that would have been probably one of the best viral videos that of all does time. sound like classic d simon anticlimactic did not happen and okay. they broke it up hmm. anyway but the run fair was a, was a good time it was a good time um i didn't get sunburned i did get kind of drunk okay yeah they they have like mead and they'll like do a shot where you like drink the mead and they pour two other kinds of mead in it in the cup so you're like just getting wasted okay so uh, so instead of uh tasting like a diabetic's piss it tastes like a dead diabetic a dead piss. diabetic's piss okay, yeah good. yeah yeah cool. a lot of girls wearing corsets mm. you know a lot of cleavage okay a lot of cleavage so it was, sure. it was a good time you should check it out anyway speaking of fairy folk uh, we have a special interview coming up next. Uh, Harrison actually arranged an interview with none other than Dan Fogler. Oh, yeah. Who we were talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Didn't he play a uh, fairy, a rooster fairy or something in that Fantastic Beast movie? I think he played a muggle. A muggle? A muggle. Okay, is that another kind of fairy? No, That's like a normal a, an person. An unmagical person. 
an unmagical person's a person, a, yeah. a human without magical ability. Did you uh, see the Fantastic Beast movie? I did. No, was it good? Yeah, yeah it was good. Are you, you into know. that whole Harry Potter I'm not, world? I'm not. And to be honest, I'd never. I'd seen like half of one Harry Potter movie on the bus, and I never. And I was a little too old to read the book, so I was kind of like, not like I was kind of just going in blind. But uh, you know, it was solidly done, and I mean, the set design was pretty dope. Because it was like, it's supposed to take place in 1920s Brooklyn, but it actually, they, they film it oh, in yeah, London. Because yeah. it's like the closest you can get to looking like 1920s Brooklyn is actually filmed in London. Well, so, so It's like when they want to film in Victorian England, Victorian they, London, they film in Prague. You know? Oh, wow. Well, that's okay, how they do yeah, this shit. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, so. so they film that whole movie in London? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. They're filming the second one uh, in like a month or something. Isn't Johnny like, Depp in that one too? Does he play a like a wizard for or like something? A second for like a hot minute. Oh, a hot minute! All right, yeah. I haven't seen that. No, you know, I heard uh, Dan Fogler is pretty good in that. Yeah, but uh, Dan Fogler's also uh, Harrison was telling me that he's about to be in a movie or he's going to start uh, filming a movie, a Sam Kinison biopic. Yeah. So I'm hoping he can talk about it. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we're gonna give him a call. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get Dan Fogler on the phone. Um, hello. <laughs> hey, uh, Dan, how's it going, man? It's uh, D and uh, Harrison here. Should I, should I call you Dan or Mr. Fogler? Uh, you, yeah, oh, I, hey, man, you call me whatever you want. <laughs> you, we, we've, no, we've known each other a long time, Harrison. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a space scallywag, just like the best of them. And uh, I'm very happy... <laughs> to be on your show Harrison thanks brother man <laughs> well uh, you know actually that kind of leads into the first question how do you guys know each other how do we know each other we met on this uh, zen like uh, retreat that was like where you you know you work on yourself and you try to find yourself in a week <laughs> basically and uh, and he and I you know we, we started talking comic books and stuff like and we're uh, like right away we we're like oh this guy's cool and um and then ever since we've we've kind of been writing comic books together is that, is that what you would uh, how you would describe it harry that is how i describe it um i'd also <laughs> say like the thing we were at was bizarre because it was like in the, in it was like a week long it was like in the middle of the redwood forest and it's like they take yeah. your phone so you don't have your phone and that was like the, that was the best part of it for me <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was. And it was it was weird because it was like there was a lot of med I was able to meditate there, which normally I'm not. And I was I thought yeah. it was really helpful, but it was bizarre because it was like it was weirdly manipulative. Like they're like, you, your parents are dead now. You're at their funeral. Now you're at your <laughs> funeral. Now you're watching your own funeral. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, what am I doing? Wait, yeah. Is that the one that you took ayahuasca? No, that's no. a different time. Oh, okay. No, I I wish that would have been that would have been awesome. And then there's some no, healing. Yeah. Where'd you do ayahuasca, man? With uh, with that shaman. What's his face? What the hell was his name? The guy we met at fucking Topher's house. Oh. What's his name? Yash Paul. Yash Paul. Yash Paul. Yeah. man. Wow. I did. Oh, yeah, I did, did ayahuasca with him uh, and ibogaine with him both. Wow. Well, you, you are you're a brave man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's uh, a strange character. That guy. Did Topher Grace trip on it too? Uh, no, he wasn't no. there when I went to Costa Rica. Oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah, that'd Topher, be a weird trip, buddy. Yeah. Like, buddy. Yeah. Topher doesn't do much uh, of the hard stuff. Um, <laughs> but man, Ibogaine is like, that's that's no joke. Dude. That was fucking intense. And, and, uh, 
Yeah, Yashpal, uh, Yashpal, he's like the, they call him like Dr. Ibogaine. He's like the, if you want to do Ibogaine, he's the guy to go to. Yeah. Did, uh, does yeah. he administer it? And he you guys kind of hang it. out? He administers it and he also like takes it. <laughs> oh, he takes it with you? Well, kind of, a little bit. Yeah, he's supposed to watch you. There's another guy that watches you. Like you're basically like laying down and you go into your own mind for like 48 hours and you have to be watched the entire time. Is it a T or is it a suppository? Um, it's not a suppository. <laughs> No, it's just like a bunch of powder. They, yeah, it's like a tea. It's like a oh, okay. Tea. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't like drugs in a suppository form, no, no. but I heard they they're more effective that way. No plugging, you know, it's good. Plugging, it's yeah, a good method. Yeah. So, so you guys wrote uh, Brooklyn Gladiator, right? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah, man, Brooklyn Gladiator um, was this idea I was kicking around for a while, uh, and then um, and. Uh, <laughs> Harrison helped me uh, uh, solidify it, uh, and and he and I have been working together on it, and uh, and it's, it's it's at the point where I think it's gonna it's gonna be on shelves soon. I mean, we're, we've been trying to get it out there for a while, but um, you know everything happens for a reason. It's really become it's strange because. The idea in the book is that um, there's a wall <laughs> yeah. uh, being built around America and everybody inside America um, is basically oblivious to the fact that World War Three is happening right outside their, their doorstep and has been going on for a while and um, everything that they're being told is redacted. And uh, So what's weird is um, here we are. <laughs> that was like, it was, that was like a sci-fi. What if, like, what if Trump won and he decided to build the wall Then he just kept on going and he just fucking bricked off all of America and seceded from the world. And then, then just the notion that Trump is our president now and what he's doing, you know, just yeah, systematically go, going around to each country and just being a, fucking bully or idiot <laughs> and uh, just making us look like a, a, a complete fool to the rest of the world oh yeah and yeah. it just i mean it seems like that like crazy billionaire uh, becomes president and and then starts you know running amok and and then world war three happens i mean that's like the beginning of like uh, you know the demolition man isn't it i mean like isn't that like <laughs> Well, that, that's what, you know I was, what I mean. I was, well, I was thinking about that. Like, like Mike Judge's Idiocracy or Demolition Man. It's like, yeah, these. It's just strange when these movies become, you know, they're they're prophetic <laughs> and it becomes true, and then you're like, well, this is really unsettling. Yeah. So, I mean, doesn't that feel yeah. weird being like you thought about this like you, you know a few years ago, and then finally it's like, wow, this is actually happening. Well, well, now it's just now it's just a patriotic duty as uh, an artist to just you know go with the flow and. And um, and really just uh, put out my opinion. Uh, it's really the only thing I can do to, to protest the insanity that's going on right now. You know, <laughs> to just put just put it into the art, essentially. And it was, it's the only way to. Yeah, it's super weird too because when you when you brought this idea to me, when you told me about this idea, uh, it wasn't just the wall. There was also like you know. Con all conspiracy theories were real 
and fake news and like all this stuff right. that was like, oh yeah, this is a really cool dystopian story, and now it's all just like science fact, you know? Yeah, now it's actually happening. Yeah. I don't know, though, did you see yeah. the video of Trump at NATO when he pushed the guy for like the president of Montenegro out of the way <laughs> and then like fixes ridiculous. his jacket? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like he's in like. I, I, I would say it's like he's in fifth grade, but I, I wouldn't want to insult a fifth grader. Like, the fact that, like, who the fuck, who does that? It was supposedly, it was supposedly a fucking, um, like a photo op, right? So, so, <laughs> what did he look like? He looked like the, the bully who was just like, I'm picking on you out of my way. Okay, yeah. let me fix my jacket. Yeah. He like, look, he's fucking, I, 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 he's so embarrassing. And, Here's the other thing that's the scariest part is what's going around. Did you see what happened to him in Israel where they start flashing pictures and suddenly he stands up and is just like, where am I? And starts walking off. Okay. Mm, and then, uh, yeah. Netanyahu's like, wait, 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 where the fuck you go? Okay. So there's, there's talk going around this of Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, um, that that all this shit that's being swept under the rug, and this guy is just this bull in a china shop, is just being allowed to just roam around. It's like fucking Doctor Strange Love. It's Doctor Strange. It is Doctor yeah. Strange Love. It's it's like Bizarro World. Like he's a Bizarro World president. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we we talked about the dementia thing here on the show. We did. Yeah. Like we have a theory on that. But you know, he is the oldest president ever to get elected. And fucking Reagan yeah. started having dementia like I don't know, midway through the second term, beginning of second term maybe. So, who knows? It may, you know, might even get more interesting this presidency. My dad, my dad is a doctor, okay, and um, and he diagnosed him as being late stage uh, syphilis, neo syphilis, like fucking Caponad, and Ooh. and. Um, and and so, what are the it, you, it's it's delusions of grandeur. You you and you feel like you're invincible. You feel like you're never wrong. It's dementia. You get lost. You're like fucking. It's like he has all of these. He has all these symptoms. And if he gets if he gets taken down on tax evasion, he'll he'll be just like Al Capone in that sense too. Yeah, maybe they'll put him in Alcatraz. Yeah, and that'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so I heard that you're currently working on a Sam Kinison biopic. Yeah, are you allowed to talk about it? Uh, yeah, I just uh, it's it seems to be happening. Um, I, I was attached to it a couple years back, and then um, producers changed hands and they attached the uh, uh, Josh Gad, and then uh, it came back to the. It came back around again, and it's uh, it's gonna be mine, man. And wow. and, I, I, and so I'm fucking I'm gonna play Kinnison, and uh, I don't know how you feel about him, but he's fucking he's legend. Almost, that he's guy. like he's like a Lenny. He's like the Lenny Bruce of our generation in a lot of ways. He 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 busted through a lot of envelopes, and um, he's and, a legendary uh, he, comic. You know, I mean, yeah. And I think it'll be cool to have a movie because we were, we were talking about this earlier today. Like a lot of people younger than us, like don't actually, you know, aren't too familiar with his stuff. Dude, my girlfriend had no right. idea. She had never heard. She's like, "Who's that guy?" I was like, "You know, the, the comedian that, that that shouts." And uh, she's like, "Come on, I don't comedian." <laughs> so how do you so studying the character? Can you do the shout? Yeah. Are you able to do it? Can you do an impression? Yeah, you know what you should do, man. Um, 
is because I, I can't fucking scream right now. No, no, no. Right, right. Having din- dinner around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a um, fucking. Uh, ah, I just start. You fucking whore! And I just start yeah. punching people, throwing tables over. Come out of the way! No, it's uh, I. There's a. Um, I did a screen test, and this is how this is how I think I uh, finally got the the movie. Is that this is out on YouTube? You can look up Dan Fogler's screen test for Sam Kinison, and um, right, then post that. Mm. And that's 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 probably my best go. I, I had about ten days to put this screen test together, and um, it's and it's it's pretty good, man. And, and now now that I have like some more experience and uh, you know some some more years under my belt, I I. I think uh, I, I really I understand the character a lot better, and uh, I'm, I'm just excited to do it. And and knock on wood, it actually comes to fruition, man. It's been floating around for a while. But, yeah, I can uh, imagine. I heard about this a while ago that they've been working yeah. on the biopic for Kinnison. And they're right? probably gonna get somebody to play fucking Dangerfield in that. I would imagine, right? Yeah, they have to. That's um, gonna be dope. Well, uh, yeah, all sorts of amazing people make uh, cameos and. Didn't um, didn't Rodney uh, Dangerfield start his career like or at least help him get into the industry? Yeah, Kenneth Kinnison was like a son to Rodney. Rodney, um, you know, Rodney was Rodney was a legend in himself oh, yeah. in his own regard in his own regard, and, and he they don't do this anymore. They had the young comedian specials, you know, and he would he that's that's how Kinnison got famous is uh, Rodney would do these uh, you know Rodney Dangerfield's HBO. Um, you know, uh, young, the young comedian. comedian special, yeah, yeah, and uh, and he would always have Kinnison, uh, you know, be the final act, and uh, he loved them. He, 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 they were the same guy, man. They were very similar because Rodney was about, you know, I don't got no fucking respect, you know, and so with <laughs> Kinnison, Kinnison was was same also, thing, I, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't get respect, but you know, he now he's screaming about it. Um, and uh, I think uh, he saw a kindred spirit there. Well, do you remember the movie Back to School? Oh, yeah, man. I <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> he was, uh, Kinnison played Dr. Turgeson, yeah. the history professor exactly. with PTSD. Oh, it was amazing. I was a knob! <laughs> he was just screaming about me. <laughs> you don't know history! The, the fucking tri- triple Lindy, man. The fucking triple Lindy. You guys ever tried to pull the triple Lindy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point of the movie is, yeah. is Dangerfield pulled the triple in yeah. at the end. <laughs> the funny thing about Kinnison, though, is that man actually was a preacher, like a fire and brimstone preacher from like for like seven yeah, years. Yeah. And then uh, I guess his brother said that uh, he kind of sucked at it. Like he had no stage <laughs> presence, really, which ironically led him to comedy, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Is that what his brother said? That's interesting. Uh, yeah, he said he wasn't. He didn't. He wasn't successful at making money from preaching. Well, I don't know if it was that. Right, that's the deal. He he was an amazing stage presence, and, and people would come all over the place. That's they would come all over. The, they would come from all over <laughs> to, to see him. And uh, and the be- and the beautiful thing was that he his heart wasn't in it. He would be like, I can't take your money. This is all in the movie. He's like, he's like, I, I mean, I, I fucking love doing it. You, can you imagine that energy behind, you know, preaching uh, the word? And uh, 
he would he would have a packed house, and then at the end when it came to asking for the money, he was just like, I I, I can't do it, man. It goes against everything Jesus, uh, you know, was uh, represented. So he hmm. he would shoot himself in the foot, and then his family was like, man, you're <laughs> you're good, but you're. you're you gotta bring in money, man. And, uh, <laughs> so he was just like, ah, "Screw this! I can't, I can't do it." Um, and uh, so he found his voice on stage. Uh, New comedy, in yeah. comedy. But, it, uh, he has a lot of religious yeah. themes, though, in his comedy. You know, he does a lot of comedy about like Jesus and God. Oh man, yeah. he does the whole. He does the whole bit about uh, you know Jesus. <laughs> he comes home and. Um, if he was married, like his wife wouldn't believe the story. <laughs> <That's> so great. <laughs> you know, he leaves. He leaves. You know, on Friday afternoon with twelve dudes. Like you know, he's going out there. <laughs> he does that whole fucking bit. He comes back looking like hell. And then, uh, where the hell were you? <laughs> you know, I love that. Remember the homosexual necrophilia joke he does. About the coroners, the, the, the gay people like pimping out dead bodies and then they're raping you even after you die. Like oh, life just dude, fucks dude. you in the ass after you're dead. It's like, yeah, it was one of his more controversial bits, but it's fucking hilarious. Guy's a genius. Yeah, I, I, it's hysterical because I'm pretty sure, I don't know what the current draft is, but one of the drafts ends, ends with that. Where he's like on the slab, yeah. and then someone starts violating him. He's like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck?" Yeah, that's that's the whole bit. He's like, "God, yeah. he's fucking me in the ass after I'm dead." <laughs> yeah, who knows? That was brilliant. Maybe he, the funny. I remember when as a kid, he did that rock video, Wild Thing. Oh yeah. Do you remember that with yeah. Jessica Han? Yeah, yeah. And totally. Like, yeah, he did some crazy shit, man. I mean, he was. He fucking party. He wanted to be a rock star. He wanted to be a rock star. And he hung out with all those guys. Like Slash was in the video. Fucking dudes from Motley Crue. You know, um, Steven Adler. All those. CeCe DeVille. All those guys. But you know, the one thing about him. I remember Stern talking about the amount of drugs that that man did. Which is unbelievable. He started started late. You know, he he, he he was, you know, he was a preacher and... uh, so he didn't do anything really until he got to uh, California and uh, the Sunset Strip, and then it was all over. It's cocaine, just, freebasing, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I read some tough. story that uh, Ralphie May, the comedian, was starting up. You know that kind of fat guy comedian? I think so. He's like he was seventeen at the time, and he just like he got invited to a party with Kennison, and Kennison just goes up, comes out from the bathroom, coke all over his face, was just like. Order some pizzas. And he orders like 15 pizzas. The guy comes and delivers it. Kinnison tips the guy with three bags of cocaine. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the dude just fucking, he's a crazy partier. But how, when, so how did he die? I was thinking about this. I know he died in like early 90s. But it was a car wreck. But was he fucked up or what, what happened? Well, the beautiful thing, I mean, this, this movie, uh, has, it has the greatest, for an actor, it has the greatest death scene ever that I've read. It's it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, and the way he died supposedly was he was clean. He was on his. He he finally found God again, and um, 
he it came full circle because when he was a kid what happened was he basically had he he, he got hit in the head with a fucking Mack truck okay <laughs> when he was a kid and, and that changed his personality and he became incredibly ornery and that's the legend of Sam so how does he die he's totally clean he's on his honeymoon he's in Hawaii and then these fucking kids uh, who are all they're drunk out of their minds they fucking smash into him ah shit um, and he yeah and uh, it was crazy and he's the way it is in the in the script is it's pretty beautiful he's like sitting there in his fiance's lap and he's looking up at the sky and talking to talking to someone you know probably you know even god yeah but i've heard seeing. about this it's like a dramatic he was having yeah. like a, a full-on conversation with an invisible yeah, being full-on conversation yeah a- asking why he's why now and then like really listening and saying oh okay yeah no i get it i get it okay all right take me and it was just like yeah. you know you, <laughs> just it, like uh, that it, 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 it's intense man it's it's Fucking um, Hollywood ending, man. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that movie. I think it's going to be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, I mean, that's the thing. I wonder who else they'll cast in the movie. Probably some, uh, I'm sure they're going to cast someone to play Dangerfield and some other people. Yeah. But you, you've worked with some pretty big guys, though. Yeah, I guess so. Man. Christopher yeah. Walken? That's pretty rad. Yeah. How was that? That was pretty rad. That was, that was amazing. Um, What's he like? You know, he... he, he, he Come on, he's like uh, the best, you know. I, I gotta go, but I'll leave you with one uh, Christopher Walken anecdote. Because uh, he would he would tell me things. He would say just you know crazy things to me all the time, um, and I would just I would just like love to hear him talk, you know. Um, and so uh, uh, he said, you know. You know, Dan, you know what you and I have in common? <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, fuck, no, man, what? What do we What do we have in common? And he goes, a billion heartbeats. <laughs> and I was just like, holy fuck. Yeah. And he just thought, he's all, no matter who you are, if you're a little gnat flying in the air, a koi in the koi ponds, <laughs> A little dog doesn't matter. God only doles out a billion hotkeys. <laughs> and then he fucking walked away from me, and I'm just standing there in like short shorts and a shimmery jacket, contemplating my life. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On one wow. hand, on one hand, that was the coolest thing in the world, and then on the other hand, he just blew my mind. You know. Uh, but, <laughs> Dude's uh, amazing, man. Mm. Yeah. All right. Dude, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for taking the time, dude. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I wish I could do more, but I'm a daddy. I gotta go on daddy duty. For sure. Have a have a great uh, holiday weekend, and I'm looking forward to the Kinnison movie. It's gonna be great. Yeah, me too, brother. All right. right. Take it easy, man. So long. Uh, Later. So long, Harrison. So that dude's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited. I'm actually genuinely excited to see uh, the Kennison movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds like it's, it's going to be a you know, decent movie. So, Did you uh, ever see, I didn't get to ask him about it, but did you ever see Fanboys? Yes. 
Yeah. So the the point of fanboys is they they were like big Star Wars fans and they were going to steal a copy of Phantom Menace, right? Right. Yeah. Because one yeah. of his friends had cancer. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And it's fucking a, Veronica Mars was in it too. Don't they fight like a group of Trekkies, like Star Trek dudes? Yeah. Yeah. So is there really a rivalry? I was going to ask him about that. Is there a rivalry between Trek fans and Star Wars fans? There or do is. They, do, or do people like both? There are people that like... It's like one of the stupid like the Beatles, Rolling Stones things. Where it's like there are people that like both, but it's like they... Like I remember there were a couple Star Trek people at that Star Wars pop-up bar. And they got some shit. Oh, they get yeah. whoa! So they, 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 they caught they yeah. caught some flack. They're they wearing like uh, yeah. Star Trek outfits. Yeah, I mean, luckily it's L.A. and so nobody really cares that much. But you know, <laughs> what what are you a, a bigger fan of, Star Trek or Star Wars? It depends. Like Star Wars, I like playing video games in that universe. I don't really like the films that much. I love the gaming aspect of Star Wars, but I never really was a big. I'm not a big fan of the films. Even honest. like Empire Strikes Back. It's all right. You know? It's a damn fine movie. Out of yeah. all the Star Wars movies, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Um, you know, I really liked Rogue One, actually. They're better than, like, Empire Strikes Back? Well... Did Rogue One have Billy D. Williams? No, Rogue One did not have Billy D. Williams. <laughs> I, you know what? As a kid, I liked Return of the Jedi. Um, and I'm going to stick with that one. I think uh, Empire's Jab, always Just Jabba favorite. the Hutt. Like, you can't... You, if the whole movie was just Jabba the Hutt, like, fucking smoking shit and eating goddamn worms i, I would have loved it yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, that, was, that was a great part of the yeah. movie but um, like the, the, the i was re i was reading this thing because somebody just wrote a biography of george lucas and the thing i love about george lucas is he's just such an idiot <laughs> who just stumbled upon like the best thing you know like he just stumbled upon like he wanted to actually make flash gordon because they were making, they were, it was the mid seventies. He had made American Graffiti. He wanted to do Flash Gordon. He wanted to redo Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah. You know, they ended up doing it. The one with the Queen. Yeah, yeah, song. yeah. That's a... But they were like, he wanted to be the guy that directed that. And at the time, they were looking at, at uh, they were trying to sell it to Fellini for him oh, to make wow. it. Oh, so you're talking this is back late seventies. In the mid seventies. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wanted to make, and then he like, they're like, you know what? We're not going to let you make Flash Gordon. Fuck off, George. And he's like, well, I'll just do a, my own version of Flash Gordon. That was literally what, how it came about. And also, like, all of his uh, ideas are, upper, are dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he, wanted, he wanted C-3PO to talk. And it was his wife, actually, for the first three movies that, that was like, you know what? Maybe we should make it good. And he, he like, <laughs> took her advice. Like, he wanted to have C-3PO talk like a Bronx car salesman. And he like, was that like, worked. he's like, I hate this guy, Anthony Daniels, his voice. I don't like him. Um, and his wife was like, no, 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 let's, let's just have his voice. And he was like, you know what? Instead, when, when, uh, I think it's like when Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, like fight in the Death Star, he's like, he didn't want Obi-Wan Kenobi to die. He wanted them to like go off together and open a Portuguese bakery or something. He wanted something really dumb. I forget what it was, but his wife's like, no, 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 we should have him die because it's more significant. Well, I mean, why didn't she like intervene in uh, episode one, Phantom Menace? <laughs> they were divorced by that point. Oh, they my divorced God. in the late 80s, and he was married to somebody else. What a bummer. That's why. Like, if she was still married to her, the prequels would have Or, been yeah, good. or it actually yeah. might have been a decent uh, decent movie. Because he was like, he, like, like, I guarantee you, all of the best parts of those films, he probably fought against. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, and that's kind of what I love about him. I kind of love it. He's just such a it's moron corny. that he just stumbled upon, like, the greatest, you know, thing, the thing, the most successful well, something franchise. Something that just worked out, yeah. You know? But didn't, uh, with Force Awakens, 
Didn't they say, yeah, you know, George, he's an executive producer, but he's not involved with the writing at all. Yeah. Like, did Disney, they did. Or, Disney was just like, dude, you're, we'll put your name on it. <laughs> just kind of go chill over there. You can have uh, as much free food as you want. Just uh, you're not allowed in the And that's actually, I, I, that's actually why The Force Awakens felt empty to me. Is because like they didn't have the the fucking idiot savant involved in the in the thing at all. You know, it was it was just a committee of marketing executives coming up with a movie. They should have got his ex wife to write it. I know. Sounds Seriously. like it would have been okay. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing with me with Star Wars is as a kid I loved Star Wars, but then as I got older, I, like Star Trek just was more entertaining. Right. I thought the idea the, the movies were more engaging. I just thought it was just it more, a more, more interesting world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then Star Wars is, I just always kind of thought, especially after like fucking uh, Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks. I mean, that's, that was a kid's movie. You know, I mean, Rogue One impressed me though. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. That was a good I one. I liked it too. Anyway, uh, pretty cool guy. And I'm looking forward to the Kinnison movie. It'll be great. Uh, People's episode 585 here, Sick and Wrong. We have news coming up next and we have uh, phone calls after that. Uh, but first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DIDDLE for the offer code upon checkout. And that's D-I-D-D-L-E, DIDDLE, at AdamandEve.com. So the first story we got here came in from Ben. Uh, ben writes, how bad is your life going if it comes to this? Mm-hmm. If it was the other way around... I'll take it. Pardon the pun. I love hearing you guys every week here in Camden, Sydney, Australia. Hmm. Uh, P.S. Fuck off with your Foster's bullshit. It's piss. <laughs> P.P.S. Have you ever noticed in TV shows and movies, no one drinks beer anymore? They just do shots? No, I haven't noticed that you at notice all. you notice that? No. I, I don't even... I, you know, I can't recall even paying attention to that. No. Is it because maybe, the, maybe it's like the product placement? Like they don't want to, you know, they don't want to pay to have like a Miller in there. You just have a glass of beer, you know. Yeah, I've never yeah, noticed. I, it. I guess I I've no never noticed that. About. Yeah, maybe Australians are always thinking about beer, right? <laughs> so it's like they're watching a movie, you know, and there's uh, no beer. There's no beer in this yeah. movie. What's going on? You know, and then and they yeah. get all upset. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, this is a good story here. A black man receives white penis transplant, plans to tattoo it to match his skin color. Oof. You know, immediately Ooh, after reading that headline, I thought, this is fake. Yeah. So I went and did a, you know, I usually do like a verification process. <laughs> yeah. I just type the, the headline mm. followed by Snopes. And then Snopes will usually come up and say false. Yeah. I couldn't find it. Mm. So I looked and I found, a, you know, a couple other sites. It's the same process that the, uh, the New York Times fact checkers use. For Trump? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can imagine. Um, anyway, after reading this and, th- and realizing that it was true, where a black guy received a white penis, um, I was thinking, do you think this would frighten a black man more than the movie Get Out? No. You don't think so? No. You're a black guy. You lose your dick, and then you get replaced with a white, smaller penis. Oh, I see what you're saying. 
And not to mention it's white. Right. Well, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's a nice surprise for the ladies. You'd be like, you didn't expect this, (laughs) did you? You know, like, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder how many girls would... Like, do you think a lot... Because a lot of women say... I've talked to women who have been with guys with, like, really short, you know, uh, small penises. Right. And they've been like, eh, just kind of go with it, because what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, what, are you going to scream and laugh and run away? She's like, so I wonder what would happen if a black guy, like, you know, pulls this thing out, and it's just a white dick. I think the Frankenstein aspect of it is a little more startling than the, just the color ver- the color aspect. You of mean it. the fact that it was reattached? The fact that it's fucking sewn on. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the that's the concern. Yeah, but you can't tell. Like John Wayne Bobbitt had his dick reattached. Remember he did that uh, porn called like reattached. There's a scar. Well, I didn't see it. So well, there's, I don't I'm know. sure there's a scar, and I yeah. don't think I've seen it. There's either. a scar. Yeah, I mean, obviously the stitches aren't still there. It's not like straight up Frankenstein. Well, I always but- worry about like. I'm trying to think of what horror movie that was, but the guy, like, was it Body Parts? I forget what it was. He got, like, the body part, like, an arm of a of a murderer, like, a convicted murderer. Do you remember Frankenhooker? Frankenhooker. Yeah. That's, a, that's another one where it's, like, you got the body parts of, like, his... Yeah. I've never, se- I've <laughs> it's, never it's seen movie. it. It's a movie. I've never seen it, but I just, when I was a kid, it was always at the video store, and I would, like, sneak over to the section where it was, and it's on, the, on the, the box, there's a button. And you press it, and it says, "Want a date? Want a date? Want a date?" <laughs> and I just, I just, whenever we were at the video store, I just go over there and just keep pressing it over and over and over and over again. So it's, it's a good film, yeah. stand fight movie. Mm. But what I'm saying is, like, so you get that murderer's arm attached to your body. Mm. The arm's gonna kill. It's got a mind of its right. own. So what happens if you get like some, like John Holmes's cock? Hmm. Like, would you just like all of a sudden get like this huge dick that just? You know, like wants to like go have uh, you know be a porn star or something. I guess so. That's yeah. good. I mean, you don't want a, a pedophile's. A yeah. Pedophile. What happens if you yeah. get a pedo's dick, like Gary Glitter's penis yeah, or something? That's not. It's not. I don't good. know what would happen. Yeah. Um, I don't think you really get to choose though, because I don't think if this guy had a choice, like I don't think there's like a whole array of penises, yeah, and he's d- like, I'll take that one. Didn't go to the dick store. Yeah, I don't think mm. this guy goes to the dick store. Plus, okay. I, I think you would pick a, a a black penis, at least one that matches skin color a bit right. better. So, um, you go to war with the army you have, you know. Yeah, a forty year old black man received a penis transplant from a white donor seventeen years after he lost his own penis in a routine circumcision. Apparently, that's kind of common. Penile mutation resulting from botched circumcisions is more common in South Africa than anywhere else in the world. Oh. Which makes me think, why don't they just ship in some oils and know what they're doing? Yeah. You know, who's, who's cutting their dicks out there? What are they using? And they're babies. This is when they're babies. Yeah. Okay. But what are they using? Isn't that the whole premise of Hedwig and the Angry Inch or whatever? It's mm-hmm. a botched circumcision. Okay, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. gets, gave her the Angry Inch. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy lived 17 years with an unworkable penis. Okay. But uh, as luck would have it, a team of South African doctors from Stellenbosch University <laughs> performed their second successful penis transplant on this man. You know, um, I don't care if I don't have a dick. The, the second I hear a team of South African doctors, you lost me. I'm out the door. <laughs> I, I, I had a deal with a South African doctor once, right? And he, it was when I was on methadone. I was trying to get off methadone. And he's like, we got, we got this great thing called buprenorphine. You know how they sound like MCMC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They almost sound like English slash Australians. Yeah, yeah. Buprenorphine, which is now called Suboxone. And um, he, I, it wasn't fully legal in the States, so I went to see him, and we, he consulted with a bunch of us, and he gave us this. And it's like, it was in a bottle, and you have to like 
intramuscularly injected. Oh, wow, you have to inject it. And, but he didn't tell us that if you are on, the, you know, any opiate you've taken that has a half-life, and methadone has a half-life of fucking like 72 hours or 36 to 72 hours. If you're still under the effects, you go into something called precipitated withdrawal, which is you instantly go into not even full withdrawal, but full beyond your wildest dreams. Well, so you're shaking, like, puking, shitting. Yeah, like have you ever seen Drag Me to Hell? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like Drag Me to Hell. God, that's it's terrible. Like all of a sudden, the floor opens up and you drag. You just like, you're you're just like pulled, pulled into, into hell. hell. That's what happens. Why, so would, why would he recommend like, this? Because he's fucking South African <laughs> and you can't trust those people. No offense. You can't trust them. Okay. Well, you know, I would almost, but if I didn't have a penis, yeah. I'd be like willing to take a, okay. take a chance here. <laughs> so uh, the recipient plans to have his yeah. penis medically tattooed so that his new member matches the color of the rest of his body. Uh, apparently medical tattooing is a common procedure that obscures skin imperfections, including vitiligo, mm -hmm. which uh, a lot of people um, end up getting tattooed over. You know, not, you know nothing about any of this, D. I never, well, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. get tattooed for medical reasons, but Do, uh, I don't know. It looks like you're trying to cover something up there. Yeah, buddy. maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, I just want to be half black. I okay. think is what I want to right. do. Uh, but they, yeah, that's weird. That's weird. So a color discrepancy between the recipient and the donor organ will be corrected with the medical tattooing between six to eight months after the operation. Hmm. But what about if there's a size discrepancy? Like, I wonder if that's what I would be more concerned about. It's like, you know, I had a six, you know, like a, or a 12 inch dick that didn't work hmm. versus a four inch penis that does work. Well, I'm work. sure they're not going to match up like a Red Bull can with a highlighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess In terms that's true. Of girth. Yeah, but I mean, if it's of length, you could do. I don't think the fuck you get you to want. choose, though. No, I don't think you get to choose. But I mean, I, it just probably wouldn't work in, if, in the girth situation. Oh yeah, I guess you probably yeah. with the with the attachment, yeah. you probably have to yeah. get a similar girth size dick. Yeah, or a similar girth right. to, to fit it on. Yeah, there. you need it. Okay. Hmm. Well, maybe you never know. Um, this guy's the third person to receive a penis transplant. A surgery that took over nine hours. Uh, the first time he saw his penis, he was quite emotional. And he couldn't believe that after 17 years, he has a penis again. I would be like, why is it white? Right. <laughs> like, uh, doctors, uh, are you guys colorblind? Because <laughs> this is a white dick. I wonder if he, uh, you know, but hey. We're you know trying to heal CFD Africa here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we did it. <laughs> Sounds just like a South yeah. African. Uh, the patient's expected to regain all urinary and reproductive functions of the penis within six months. Um, yeah, he's going to have normal uh, erections and uh, normal sexual intercourse. I don't know how hooray. normal that would be. No. Yeah. And, and mm. furthermore, do you think getting your I'm dick tattooed- I'm a fucking Frankenhooker, first of all. What? Do you think getting your dick tattooed would just fucking hurt? They got to yeah. tattoo the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, well, why not just get it tattooed before, before they put it that's on? that's what you should do. Yeah. yeah. Or diet or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. God, this just this sounds just needlessly painful. Right. You know, hmm. um, in December 2014, the same team of doctors performed the world's first successful penis transplant. More than two years later, patient reports that he's doing fine, extremely well physically and mentally, living a normal life with normal sexual functions. Well, okay. so, you know, yeah. who knows? Uh, they said uh, the doctor here says that there will be more transplants eventually if only there were more penises. Hmm. Um, I guess the reason procedure is so rare is because there's a lack of organ donors, which I don't get. Like, if you're donating your organs anyway, can't they just take hmm. your dick? I think, yeah, right? I thought they could take anything. 
That, that's what I thought. They like, could take I, your skeleton, put it in a classroom, right? Is that, but do guys know. like say like you can have my liver, you can have my heart, you can have whatever, but, but just don't take my dong. Yeah, I mean, you want it in the afterlife, right? You want it there. You don't need your liver in the afterlife. Yeah, you probably don't. Mm. Because there's no alcohol in the afterlife. Sorry anyway, uh, I think this guy should go into porn. Yeah. Because that's what they always tend to love in porn, just some kind of weird sex freak. Frankenstein yeah. is the new normal. Yeah. There's, Frank there's, and there's, penis. Your, there's your monster sitcom right yeah. there. Franken penis mm. right there. Um, yeah. All right, what do, you, what do you got here for the second story? Well, and this is a story that happened uh, just yesterday, I believe. And uh, you were informing me about it when I came in here because I hadn't heard about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Gunman arrested at Phoenix Comic-Con. I mean, Phoenix is bad enough. A Phoenix <laughs> Comic-Con? Jesus. Claimed he's the Punisher and wanted to kill Jason David Frank. Who I actually didn't know who that was. I had to look him up, but I knew who he Like, once I looked up the name, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the Green Ranger. Also, the White Ranger. At one point, he became the White Ranger. Dude, did you also have the same like animosity towards him? I had a weird like as soon as you told me that he tried to kill a Power Ranger, I'm like, it's that guy. Why is that guy just the dickhead? There's just something Power about Ranger. him. This is the about- asshole Ranger. He was he was an evil Power Ranger for a little while, and then he was like a good Power Ranger, and then he was like evil again. It was a whole thing. I never liked the Power Rangers. Yeah. Just true confession here. I never really like Amy Joe Johnson. Oh, she was hot. Yeah, I do she recall was that. Something. She's still, she still hot. look good. She's still looking good. Wow, still looking good to this day. Didn't one of the call Power me. Rangers? Amy, call me. Didn't one of the Power Rangers like stab somebody with like a ninja sword? Yeah, but I think that was one of the like the the spinoffs, like Power Rangers Samurai Dinosaur Showdown. Okay, or the other or whatever. Ones, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the green slash white slash gold. I don't know. You know, remember Goldar? No, he was that? the giant blue monkey. In golden armor with wings. That was a that was like a Power Ranger enemy? Yeah, he was an enemy. He was like the personal assistant to Rita Rudner or whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> uh, like and he was he like was oh, I'm, Arthur. I'm Goldar. And it's like, why are you Jewish? <laughs> yeah, you that's know? weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm Goldar. <laughs> um you know. And the robot was also Jewish. Who's like they, a Mexican? Were the writers Jew. Jewish? No, the, the yeah, producers, the producers? he was he was Israeli. Okay, that makes make sense. The Kaiser Permanente Hospital near where I live is named after him. Hmm. Haim Saban. He's like Chaim the richest Saban. man on oh, the planet. So yeah, so Phoenix Comic Con's going mm-hmm. on this weekend, and mm-hmm. I guess this just happened. It was a yeah. big deal. My oh, girlfriend yeah. was telling me about it. it's a big deal because all the, uh, the 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 attendees can't bring in weapons. Uh, that's the thing. Apparently, you get your costume, and you and they let used to let you bring in swords and right. knives. And oh, you mean after this point? After well, no. Now you can't bring mm-hmm. any prop weapons. Can't you not bring laptops on planes anymore? I heard I'm not, this. I'm not sure. Okay, but I mean, right. who cares? Why right. would you want to bring your weapon? You got to carry that thing around all day. Well, because even at the other ones, like at the L.A. you know uh, Kamikaze, they have a weapons check booth. And you'll see like chicks like, here's my fucking Harley Quinn mallet. Check it out. And then they'll look at it. What do they do? They inspect it to make sure, you know. Yeah, but I mean, could you still knock somebody out with a mallet? Yeah, you could still beat the shit out of them. So are they making sure there's no explosives inside or something? I don't know what they do. I don't know what those people do. Do they let you bring like a a katana, like a ninja sword? I don't know. Hmm. Apparently, they'll let you bring anything, (laughs) according to this story. So a 31-year-old Mesa resident told Phoenix police detectives that he was a real-life version of famed Marvel Marvel Comics vigilante 
The Punisher. The Punisher. Yeah. Does he look like The Punisher? Like Thomas Jane? No. He actually looks like Bulk um, from the Power Rangers, the original show. Bulk and Skull was like a fat guy and a skinny guy. They were like punk rock dudes. Oh, wait, were like oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Who of, played that guy? Was it someone famous that played that guy? No. Nobody no? famous. Right. But yeah, he was like, a, and this guy, he's got like long hair. He's like a big, big dude. Well, this know? dude looks like kind of just a fat neck beard type of he guy. Does. Yeah. He does yeah. look like that. Um, he also stated that he would kill bad police officers if need be to protect himself or his friends. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that this guy has friends. Yeah. So I don't know if he specifically means like Harvey Keitel and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> like bad lieutenants. Bad lieutenants. <laughs> bad lieutenants, stay away from me. So, yeah. Uh, the New Times has also learned that Sterling, who is the guy's, the guy's name, uh, allegedly wanted to kill Mighty Morphin Power Rangers actor Jason David Frank, a special guest at this year's Phoenix Comic Con, and claimed he had a vendetta against the star. What, like why? Like what? What possible uh, relationship or history could these guys have? Um, I don't, he claims that he stabbed him fifteen years ago. That okay? And he came to he wanted to finish oh, finish the job. the job. Yeah. All right. Well, so there hmm. you go. Um, I don't know this guy's full name. It just says Sterling in here, um, which I don't think he's like Sterling Archer. But. Yeah, but do you think do you think Jason David Frank or whatever even? thinks about this guy at all no no although he's got to be flattered that some mm. psycho would come to try to kill him that's a real boost for their old career yeah for, especially know. for the ego because who's yeah other than these comic cons mm. who gives a shit about this guy i mean i'm flattered when people want to kill me yeah so, and, and same with it's, me it's nice to be thought of so when i know? hear about something like that i'm like wow actually someone cares about me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so uh he had a vendetta against the star uh, Phoenix PD arrested Sterling at the Phoenix Convention Center. He was in possession of three handguns, a shotgun, a combat knife, pepper spray, and throwing stars. Wow, ninja stars. And that's a lot of shit to put in a fucking uh, trench coat. It's quite an arsenal. Ninja was he stars? wearing like a trench coat, like full-on Punisher outfit? Well, <clears throat> he was wearing uh, black tactical pants, a red bandana, black face paint, and a shotgun bandolier. So I guess he didn't in- even have to hide it. Just like, ah, you know... He entered the convention center and avoided hmm. the venue's security, as well as one of the peace bonding stations for inspecting prop weapons. He then proceeded to the second floor. So he just walked right by these fucking morons. So he didn't go through the security, though. He just went upstairs. Yeah. He's right, just like, well, you know what? I'll just go around this. Well, he is carrying loaded weapons. Right, yeah. So maybe, maybe I'd avoid that. Yeah, so uh, apparently you could just go around it. Was he, okay, wait, wait, hold on one second. Was he in blackface? <laughs> you said black face paint. That's what it says. So you think it was like full on? So that's racist, Mammy. Yeah, like I don't know. Like what was he doing? I don't so know. the the racist Punisher. Yeah. yeah. God. All right. <laughs> Sterling was reportedly in contact with a female acquaintance uh, from Hawthorne, California, via text message and Facebook. And when you look at a picture of this guy, you're like. Oh, he had a female acquaintance? Yeah, that, that's like, it's actually bit... surprising. It's like, <laughs> that's, oh. That's the whole dubious aspect of this article. Yeah. <laughs> he had friends and a female acquaintance? Yeah, it's very, I doubt it. It's very strange. I find it hard to believe. After learning of Sterling's alleged intent to have a showdown with cops and seeing that Sterling had posted on Facebook photos of officers at Comic-Con, she alerted law enforcement of the situation. Hmm, good Sam. So. Well, why would know. this guy do that? Why would he... 
Why would he post pictures on Facebook or Instagram of like the cops that he wanted to kill? Um, Attention I, I, seeker. Yeah, I mean, usually you just need to like you don't want to have a murder suicide. If it, like if you have a murder suicide and you don't stream it on Facebook Live, it might as well not even happen. You know? oh, okay, so he was just trying to drum yeah. up uh, attention to drum it. up a little. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. do you think the real Punisher went on Instagram and took selfies in front of cops? <laughs> I, I don't think it happened. No, no. He was more of a Snapchat guy. So, um, yeah. So, uh, police located Sterling sitting on a bench while reading Comic-Con's programming guide. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, there's a, there's a panel on The Walking Dead. I mean, I'll check that out. <laughs> a struggle ensued as cops immediately began to control his hands due to the numerous weapons they saw he had on his person. Can pull out a ninja star. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, mm. fat guy with a throwing star. Mm-hmm. Scary. <laughs> so, so did they? What did they uh, hold him down? Did they uh, end up arresting him? Like, what would happen here? Well, uh, they he reportedly resisted. Right, Sterling reportedly resisted. Tore off one officer's Phoenix Police Department patch. Ooh, like on his arm. Wow. Right. And uh, lethal force, yeah, that's like fuck yeah. you guys, you bad <laughs> cops. Uh, and pushed his full body weight against the bench he was sitting on so he could not be moved, much like the uh, X Men villain, the Bob, yeah, yeah, you know where him? it's just like he's immovable. But the, this guy was know, like a fat dude, too, yeah, so it's, it's probably tough to get him off the bench, yeah. A number of officers eventually subdued Sterling, who was taken to police headquarters to be interviewed. By detectives. They offer him some Del Taco and he got off the bench. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I wonder if he was like looking at the the program like, hmm, who else else should I kill? Oh, the guy who played Giles on Buffy the Vampire Slayer's (laughs) signing autographs. I should go, I should go kill him. That was like at, at, I remember when they had the first Providence Comic Con, which was a total disaster because it was overbooked and the whole thing was a shit show. Uh, but they, Eliza Dushku, who played fucking, she was in Wrong Turn and she played okay, Faith yeah, on Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Um, she was robbed by a guy in a golden Julius Caesar outfit. And I'm like, wow. that's totally a Providence thing. That would God, that's so scary. You know, yeah. Was Lou Ferrigno there? I thought Ferrigno <laughs> goes to every he single He probably time. was, yeah. He, he luckily avoided the... Uh, shotgun blast you know in this situation but (laughs) sterling offered numerous fantastical stories to detectives including tales of bad police officers and an alleged history with frank sterling Hmm. allegedly told detectives that he believes there are certain cops he calls them aphrodite officers who have kind faces in uniform but are ultimately bad Aphrodite officers. Aphrodite officers. That's weird. That is weird. I kind of like bad lieutenant better. Yeah, bad lieutenants are yeah. bad. Aphrodite officers sounds like the the blue water fairies at Renfair. That yeah, yeah, that's a, that's what I could imagine. Give like you a, balloons, yeah. water, or like balloons. something in My Little Pony, right. like the constables in yeah. My Little Pony. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he also would have shot the cops that arrested him if he determined they were Aphrodite officers. Okay, all right. So I'm sure he had a whole system to identify <laughs> them. <laughs> Worst Punisher ever. Yeah, by yeah. the way. Like if you look at them in the in the camera, they have blue eyes. That's how you know an Aphrodite <laughs> officer. Um, they have glowing blue eyes in the mirror 
or in a mm. camera. So, I could, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Kind faces. In regards to Frank, the Green Ranger, or the White Ranger, if you will, uh, Leiter stated at Sperling's court hearing that the suspect un- untended, God, the fucking typos, intended to attack and potentially kill the actor. The prosecutor also noted that Sterling's phone had a reminder set for Thursday to kill JDF <laughs> at Comic-Con. Listen, yeah. Do you think he had a special alarm? I think like he, that Mighty Morphin Power Ranger theme yeah. went off and yeah. he's like, oh yeah, I got to yeah. kill that guy today. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, let me get my Punisher makeup on. Because I remember this, the way this guy used to look. Like he had like one of those guys who was like big, you know, handsome guy, muscular. He had like the long hair pulled back into a tight ponytail. Oh Jason David yeah, Frank. okay. That's what he looked right, like. Right. Like he looked like a guy who like you'd see working at a vape store, but his real gig is he's like a stuntman. Or so, oh, like I that's the that. kind of guy that he looks like. Yeah, I kind of want to yeah. kill him too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, according to Leiter, Sterling reportedly told detectives that he stabbed the actor 15 years prior and was there to finish the job. Hmm. Yeah. Did the actor say anything about that? Um, no, they haven't talked to the actor oh, yet. Okay. I'm sure he's like yeah. figuring out I the best know. deal to take to talk yeah. to somebody. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So. No, he's just he's soaking up the exposure right now. This is the biggest thing to happen to him in years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and um Leiter, who I believe is the fucking I don't know, police chief or some asshole. Aphrodite police chief. Yeah, or, the Aphrodite right, police okay, right, police right. chief, yeah. Okay. Uh said he exhibited a dramatic threat to the community beyond police officers and beyond Jason David Frank. <laughs> Implying that if it was like just Jason David Frank, they'd be like, fuck it. Let's go to Del Taco. Let's. Go Did you ever see that movie Beverly after. Hills Ninja? No. With Chris Farley, I know what you're talking that, about. That's kind of what I'm it. picturing here. Like yeah. this this fat guy in a Punisher outfit with ninja stars. Right. Yeah. About as threatening as the Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. Apparently, there were a number of other people referenced that he wanted to kill as well. Okay. All right. So, well, then in that case, it's not just David. Jason Jonathan David Franks. Franks. Yeah. You're a dead man. <laughs> you're fucking dead, buddy. Yeah, that so. that sucks. It's like why why not go to like you know like the fucking Groman's Chinese Theater and kill some celebrity over there? Like go or Adam Sandler or something. <laughs> These guys are washed up. That's why they're at a Comic Con. Yeah, it's like insult to injury. You know, I I, I went to this Comic Con. It was like a janked up Comic Con. It was one you only go to to get like cheap graphic novels. Basically, it was in the basement of a hotel somewhere in downtown L.A. Hmm. It was like whack. And they only had one guest, and it's like, yeah, these uh, girl, you know, girls were in uh, the Power Rangers neon samurai or whatever. And I looked at them, and it's like, these are Ukrainian prostitutes. <laughs> these are not. I don't even care if it's like a spinoff of a spinoff of Power. These they were dressed like Ukrainian prostitutes. Well, they wore masks. They How had would you accents. Know? They, I'm pretty sure you they can weren't. tell. I can okay. tell. I know Ukraine. I know from Ukrainian prostitutes, Dean, and, and these were them. All right, these are the real deal. They weren't in shit. Although, although you, I gotta admit, yeah. it's like they could almost bring in any old guy and be like, "Yeah, it's Ernest Borgnine. Sign some autographs. Right, take they a could. few pictures. No one would yeah. know. Yeah, he had the helmet on. Don't you recognize? Yeah, yeah, him? yeah you remember that? So. Yeah, he played R two D two. Yeah, it's like no one would know. No. Um, so the third story we got here is a, this is an interesting one. It, it's always rare when you, you know, have done this show for a long time and you come across a story, you're like, wow, I've never done one like this before. Uh, neo-Nazi converts to Islam and then kills roommates for being neo-Nazis. 
We live in a complicated world now. This is very complicated. <laughs> you know? It's a weird one. Yeah. This guy's like the Nazi hmm. Punisher. Hmm. I wish there were more Nazi Punishers. Yeah. They just go out and just kill Nazis. Oh, yeah. That'd, That'd be, be great. Yeah, we need some of those. An 18-year-old man in Tampa who held neo-Nazi police before converting to Islam told police he shot and killed his roommates for being neo-Nazis and disrespecting his Muslim faith. Yeah. Yeah, he's a new Muslim. I wonder if he came up, if he like got like a Muslim name, you know, like if, uh, like Yusuf Bey or something. This sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. This doesn't even seem like a real thing. It does, yeah, it does yeah. sound kind of weird. Do you ever see the uh, the the Sanford and Son episode where Lamont got all African? Yes, and he got the like the dashiki. Yeah, yeah. When it's Kalumda. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like something like that. I am Kalumda. Um, this guy's named Devin Arthur's. He told investigators he killed Jeremy Himmelman. That's a very Nazi sign name. Mm -hmm. And Andrew uh, Wunschuk because he wanted to bring attention to his cause and was angry about anti-Muslim sentiments throughout the world. Okay. All of them had been neo-Nazis, but Arthur's at some point began self-identifying as a Muslim. Hmm. I don't, it's not known whether he's actually practiced Islam, belonged to a mosque, went to services. Hey, um, hey Jesus was a crossmaker, you know? But the Florida native told police the shootings wouldn't have had to happen if your country didn't bomb my country. Not surprised this happened in Florida. Okay. Yeah. This what does sound like a story country? out of Florida. What is he talking about? I don't know. Okay. Get, he's, all right, all right. he's like, uh, all of a sudden, I'm a Muslim now. Yeah. I used to be a Nazi. Now I'm a Muslim. Hmm. I think, but you know what's interesting about that? Didn't like Jews before. Still doesn't like Jews. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it still works. Um, he was arrested after uh, taking employees and customers hostage at a smoke shop nearby his apartment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he needs some vape. Yeah. Uh, armed with a semi-automatic pistol, he ordered three people on the ground and asked, why shouldn't I kill you? Uh, he was upset due to America bombing his Muslim countries. Okay. And you know, what's interesting, too, is after being led to a squad car, he kept yelling, Allah Muhammad, hmm. which is potentially a sign that he was not very studied in Islam because Allah and Muhammad are two separate figures. They're just two guys. Yeah, yeah it's God and his messenger. It's like saying Jesus, Mary, and Joseph or something. You know? Yeah, like why, hmm. why would he be yelling Allah Akbar? Yeah. We all know that's the thing you got to yell. Yeah. I'm not even Muslim and I know what to yell. Well, he needs to brush up on his Wikipedia, apparently. Yeah, it's yeah. like something. Uh, when the officers asked if anyone was hurt, he said, the people in the apartment, but they're not hurt, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so then he directed police to the apartment because they're like, yeah. okay, mm. they're dead, huh? And then they found another roommate of Arthur's, mm. Brandon Russell, mm. also a Nazi, crying and visibly upset outside the door. And so then Arthur's said to him, well, that's my roommate. He doesn't know what's going on and just found them like you did. And inside the building, the cops found the bodies of Himmelman and one shark who had been shot in the head and torso. Hmm. Yeah. And then, just to make matters a little more interesting. Can you imagine if this guy was black? Oh, yeah. Well, then he <laughs> wouldn't be a neo-Nazi. Like, yeah, they're though. dead. It's a, you're dead. <laughs> you know, like you're shot to death immediately. Yeah, but he wouldn't be a neo-Nazi if he's black. Do they allow black neo-Nazis? Yeah, the black Fuhrer of Harlem. You ever hear of him? No, he is was that a guy. guy. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I just don't imagine most neo-Nazi groups are like, yeah, sure, we love black guys. It's like, the who's the character Chappelle played? The, bl uh, the black, blind, blind KKK yeah, guy? Yeah. Be like that. Well, you want to broaden your membership, you know? So. <laughs> so officers, once they went in the house, not only found the two dead guys, they also found a garage stock with bomb materials. Hmm. Um, yeah. And so then they, uh, this led to federal explosive charges against Brandon Russell, 
who's the roommate, who's a Florida National Guardsman and admitted neo-Nazi, who kept a framed photo of Oklahoma City bomber Timothy McVeigh on his dresser. Wow. Yeah. Because, like, to frame something, it's like a thing, you know? That, no, you this gotta guy, go to the frame store. This guy admired Yeah, McVeigh. okay. All right. Do you think Nazi chicks, when he brought them back to his room, which I highly doubt ever happened, but do you right. think if he ever did, they, they saw that picture and they're like, God, I'm turned on. You got a McVeigh picture. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's cliche to have a Hitler picture? I feel if you're like all the Nazi chicks are just having sex with Richard Spencer and all yeah, the other Nazi probably. dudes are out a lot. Because it's like, Richard, I, I fuck Richard Spencer to me. Well, he's got he's, hair. He's yeah. not bald. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so. I'm sure that might be part of it. <laughs> right. But do you think it's cliche to have a picture of Hitler on your wall? It is. Like, yeah, go, now you got to like, out. yeah, go find yeah. some other uh, Aryan role models. Mm-hmm. Um, so investigators found a cooler full of white cake-like explosive material known as HMTD. Um, uh, they found uh, explosive precursors, chemicals that can be mixed in to create explosives, including potassium chlorate, potassium nitrate, nitromethane, and a pound of ammonium nitrate in a package addressed to Russell. Hmm. He claimed that he, um, that he was manufacturing these weapons as part of his USF engineering club. This is all part of a uh, of his uh, experiment to uh, to boost homemade rocket explosions and mm. send balloons into the atmosphere. Ah, so you know, engineering club—that's a good excuse. I mean, uh, worked for Jack Parsons. Well, I think know? that probably would work hmm. if he didn't have the frame picture of McVeigh. Right. You know, it's <laughs> like that just throws it all off. Yeah, that does. Because you know, it's like sure, I'm, you're launching balloons, weather balloons into the atmosphere. Yeah. So that's why you have all these dangerous hmm. explosives. Oh wait, McVeigh. Okay, dude. It's a good thing Nazis are fucking dumb, you know? Or we'd be <laughs> fucked. We'd be so fucked. Um, he, was also, he also admitted to be a member of a white supremacy group called the Atomwaffen, hmm. German for Atomic Weapons. Neat. Yeah, that's, that's their, their little club. The yeah, Atomwaffen. the Atomwaffen schmeckt wunderbar. Jews are not allowed in it. No. Um, so Arthur's here was a neo-Nazi, but then he began a dalliance with Islam. Uh, this is what one of his friends was saying. He went by the handle originally, the Vice of Volfa, and lists his affiliation as a Salafist National Socialism. Have you ever heard that? Salafist? Salafism. The fuck is that? It's an ultra-conservative branch of, uh, or movement of Sunni Islam. Oh. I never knew that. Is that like the, the Assassin's Creed one? Oh, yeah, they probably are. Okay. But they also probably really hate Jews. Mm, so it's okay. like, hey, yeah, I can kind of see a connection there, right. a nexus. Okay. Uh, his conversion caused friction among his neo-Nazi pals, many of whom openly mocked him online. Actually, I'm sorry, the Hashashin were actually a Shiite branch. Oh, they're not My Sunnis. mistake, my mistake. Uh, his friend says, you know, I, I know this seems like a crazy red flag, but he would just jump from one ideology to the next. Right. He was an atheist, then a Catholic then an Orthodox Christian, then a Nazi, then yeah. a Muslim. He latched onto the uh, aesthetics of anything that looked cool. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah. Why didn't he ever try Harry Krishna? Yeah, right. Then he would go around killing people. <laughs> Jesus Bothering Christ. people at airports. It's like the, the hot topic of ideologies or something. This is kind of yeah. interesting. He spent time on, uh, on Microsoft... <clears throat> he spent time on uh, Minecraft messaging boards trying to recruit people... Into Islam. Jesus. Isn't that's that weird? so weird. Minecraft. I guess that's, yeah. Like if you're a kid on Minecraft yeah. playing and some guy's mm. just like, hey, so you ever hear about uh, Muhammad? Mm. I'd be like, what are you talking about, dude? 
I build a wall to defend my house from the creepers and what what's this my mind comp thing you're talking about his uh, friend says we all knew he had problems in the past six months so uh, we tried to get him to seek mental health treatment and he had been doing well he was in better health working out even talked about getting a new job but one thing happened that appeared to be another red flag he would play with his guns on camera and he pointed he often pointed his guns at his roommates last week uh, we all kind of laughed about it but looking back now I'm thinking hmm we should have done something <laughs> I know. Yeah. Know your signs. Yeah. I think that's that's what you get out of that. Know, know the red flags. You should just bomb other people's Minecraft structures in Minecraft. You can do that. You know, that's oh, yeah. the thing Why you don't you just do that? You should just do that. You yeah. know, I, I don't get how, like, these My neo-Nazis... My friend Allah is the only god. Like, these alt-right people are so impressionable. <laughs> yes, it's they like are. They just, I'm a Christian, now yeah. I'm a Nazi, now yeah. I'm a Muslim. It's like, dude, come on. My dad's kind of like that because he's like ultra conservative, but he's Jewish. But his version of Judaism is a lot like, you know, conservative Christianity just because he watches a lot of Fox News. That's, yeah, yeah, that's weird. I'm like, you do know that's really not an afterlife. He's like, nope. It's like, his idea of the afterlife but is like. It's a walking contradiction. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it's make like, some sense. Okay. Sure. Anyway. People send your story. Stick around podcast, hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first. Here's a word from Adam and Eve. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type diddle for the offer code upon checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, diddle, at adamandeve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first guy that called in is uh, sharing a story with us about a Tinder date. Okay. Yeah. Did uh, did he end up going on a date with somebody in a bloody diaper? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Does okay. that happen often? Um, it happened to me. God. Yeah. yeah. Were so. you wearing the diaper? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was the second time. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Dean Harrison. Um, Spider Baker called in a couple months ago talking about how I still listen to uh, From the Ville podcast. Uh, I thought you guys still awesome. But I want to tell you a story about the chick I went out with last night. Uh, I met her on Tinder, drove out to see her, and smoking a bit. And I was driving back to her place, and she told me this incredible story about how two days earlier she had been driving with her friend on the highway. And there was a, uh, they were driving behind a truck. I live in Texas. I, I, for some reason, I keep thinking this is going to be like the ghost hitchhiker story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where she's driving and she, they pick up some guy. Yeah. And they take him for like 30 yeah. miles and all of a sudden there's no guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He died seven years ago. <laughs> are really high. So like, they were going about 75 miles an hour behind this truck. And all of a sudden, like, a Rottweiler 
just stands up in the back of the car and starts looking around and then proceeds to jump out of the car. And before they can slow down, um, the truck, like, stops, and then this girl's car goes forward and split the Rottweiler in Ooh. two. Oh. Wait, was the Rottweiler in the truck or in their car? The truck. It, it oh, was in, okay. the in the bed of the truck, oh. and it jumped out of the pickup. Idiots. Going 80 miles an hour. Jesus. All right. And she was telling me how she was traumatized in that. <laughs> and this was the first time I'd ever met her. Talk about a boner so, killer. It's the kind of weird shit you get when you go out with a Tinder chick. All right. Um, you guys are awesome. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. See you later. Jesus. Talk okay. about a boner killer. Just fucking... <laughs> like, it, it, that guy smoked a little weed. Mm. They're like, hey, let's, you want to go back to my house? Listen to some Pink Floyd. And you start going back, and you're thinking, I'm going to get laid. Then she's so stoned, and she's like, a weird thing happened to me two days ago. And then she tells you that story. Next thing you know, she's crying in a fetal position. Eh, you could still go. You could still work with well, that. Of course, you would get you a bonus from that. <laughs> like you can work with that. I can work with it. I mean, look, I once went on an OK Cupid date. I once went on an OK Cupid date with a chick, and I went home with her, and she's like, that's the pipe that I tried to hang myself from. Ooh. We had sex that night. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> that must have been like, uh, yeah, like yeah. an aphrodisiac for you. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, and we became good friends and kind of like fuck buddies for a while. She uh, paid for, she took me to Chernobyl with her. She took me to Tokyo oh, with her. Oh, she's that chick. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you wow. never know. Yeah, you, you, you never, know, you never what, know who you're going to meet on those apps. Right, yeah. yeah so. I met some crazies too, mm -hmm. but, but this just sucks for this guy. I think, mm -hmm. you know, part of the thing is, if I first met a girl on OkCupid, okay I'd probably get her drunk. I'd probably drink with her and get drunk with her before I'd smoke a ton of weed with her. Okay. I don't even know if I'd say this sucks for that guy. I'd just say like, you know, I mean, Vietnam sucked. You know, this is just like, well, <laughs> you could just, you know, if, no, but, are you man enough to work around that? Is, well, maybe, is, but how can you work around a girl that's happened two days before she just split a dog in half and she's traumatized and she's telling you about this. She's stoned. She's probably crying. She's probably upset. And then you're just like, you still want to give me head? That's not how I imagined the story in my mind when he was telling it. I what didn't do you imagine think? He's high-fiving and laughing? No, I didn't imagine her crying. I imagined her telling it like she's on Thorazine or something. You know, just oh, like... Just and removed, then the, and like then thousand the yard dog. stare. Yeah. No, oh, then you might still get a blowjob. Yeah. Then yeah. you just like put a hand on her thigh and move, <laughs> move forward from there. I mean, you you know, know, I know a way we can yeah. make you forget this whole mm. thing ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, God, it's all about perspective, that's crazy. guys. You, you know? know, that's one thing, though, that pisses me off. I remember I was driving to Vegas uh, about a year ago and we're on the highway and out there, nobody cares. As soon as you get to Nevada... People are going 100 miles an hour. They do not give a shit. And I saw some uh, rednecks just driving a pickup truck, and they had fucking two dogs, like yeah. a Labrador and another dog. And the dogs are just, I mean, we're going like 100 mm -hmm. miles an hour. These dogs are just playing in the back of this mm -hmm. truck. And I was freaking out about it. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to slow down because, but then I was thinking, I don't want to slow down because then I'm going to see the dog's mangled corpse on the highway mm -hmm. in front yeah. of me. It just the whole thing freaked me out. Okay. Like, what, shouldn't they, like, I don't know, leash their dogs or something like if you're going to put them in the back of a truck you shouldn't put them in the back of a truck unless you're going bear hunting 
If you're going well, bear hunting, I guess it's maybe acceptable. in the forest or yeah. something. But on the yeah. highway, no, no. Oh, it's it's you know. it's crazy. Yeah, I would never do that with my cats. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, next 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 call we got here is a guy who's weighing in on the whole retard debate. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of yeah, people, a lot uh, of people have an opinion. You know, what? I kind of recently realized what, what the problem with that is, or what my problem with that is, is that like I was talking to a friend of mine that I know from high school that I think would actually enjoy the podcast. And I was almost about to recommend it to her. And then I'm like, she's got like an autistic kid, you know? Yeah, but that was like in the Special Olympics. And I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna recommend, I'm just not even gonna acknowledge that this thing exists. You know, I didn't know autistic kids could compete in the Special Olympics. Yeah. Well, this isn't, this isn't like, oh yeah, uh, he's an asshole, but he's great at math. This is like, he's six and he doesn't speak yet. This is like, Yeah, but I mean, he's got an unfair advantage over the kids with like no arms and legs. This isn't like some big bang theory bullshit. This is like serious business. Yeah, but I think it's kind of bullshit. What about the kid like that's handicapped or, you know, has Down syndrome and you have to race against a kid who's able-bodied but is a little mental upset. This is why I don't tell people about the show. <laughs> I'm just He's saying. Very, I think she's... Exactly what you're saying. I now. think what she's doing is unfair. Okay. Yeah, like she's getting... You know, her mm. kid has an advantage. I'll be sure to mention that. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you know, I think a lot of people, you'd be surprised, have an open mind when they come out they listen to the show. Okay. <laughs> you're just ashamed. <laughs> All right, this guy's got a. He's weighing in on the uh, the retard debate. The great tard debate. What's up? Sticking wrong. This is James from Illinois. I called in a couple years ago uh, in response to a guest that you guys had on who was promoting a book titled Cooking with Trump. And basically, I had a story about the autistic guy I was a caregiver for who used to jerk himself off and eat his own cup. Uh, and do what now? Wait, he was friends with an autistic guy who used to jerk off and then eat his cum? Oh, eat his cum, okay. Eat his cum, yeah. Okay, all right. I wanted to... I'm so hungry right now. I, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's coincidental. I've, I've been hungry for the last 30 minutes, but it's like... Now you hear... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Cum sandwich. You guys, this now in response to a caller you guys played last week, who uh, I guess uh, ever since we were talking about turkey legs, I've just been hungry. Anyway, (laughs) much sounds like one of these social justice snowflake crybabies to me, but you know who knows. Uh, Basically, he was complaining about you guys' use of the word retard, uh, which. As a former tard wrangler of five years, uh, I gotta say that's bullshit. The word retard is a perfectly good and appropriate word. Did it get cut off? Yeah, it just gets cut off there. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, so what? It, he's a tard wrangler, so he probably worked at like a special home or something. Yeah, I would imagine. I always, in my mind, I'm picturing like a dog catcher. Like a guy in a white outfit with a big net. And he's just yeah. running around trying to wrangle uh, retarded people. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, mm. thank you. I, now I feel I have carte blanche to use that word as much as I want. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is I was thinking about this. So he was talking about the guy mm. that we interviewed with the semen cookbook. Did you ever hear about that? It's before you were on the show. Okay. Uh, it was just called a... Oh, is that what he said? Cooking with cum? Yeah. This... I didn't know what the... Fu- I thought he said cooking with chum. 
No, like that with, stuff you feed the you sharks. Feed sharks with no okay. cum. This right. guy made a mm. made a. He self published a cookbook called Cooking with Cum, and it had a bunch of like recipes that you can make with your own. This is gonna make you hungry. Um, <laughs> it was like a bunch of recipes, like f- you know, flan and other things that you could put cum on. Basically, it was like you'd make like a steak. And then just put a bunch of cum on the steak. Okay. Or you'd make a cupcake and then just pour cum on the cupcake. It was like whatever it was with cum on it. Like oh. regular food with cum. Okay. Um, but anyway, I interviewed sure. the guy. And I don't remember what I said, but I said something. I think I I recommended a uh, that he makes like a... That's what it was. He was talking about his follow-up book that he was doing. And his book was crazy successful. Like he was on Reddit and he made a ton of money. Hmm. I think he self-published... But uh, he was saying he was coming out with a mixed drink recipe book, mixed drinks with cum. Hmm. And so I was like, you should call it semenology, like yeah. mix, mixology, semenology. He's like, that's funny. Can I use that? And I was like, sure, it'd be funny. Mm. So he ended up doing that. Mm. He ended up making this book called Semenology. And like two years, maybe a year after the interview, something like that, a year and a half after the interview, he called me. Like he contacted mm. me on, a, on email and then was like, hey, can I give you a call? Mm. And I'm going to ask you about something. I was like, sure. And so I talked to him, and he was, I remember interviewing the guy, he was very, like, he wanted to be very discreet, he wanted to be completely um, anonymous, mm-hmm. because he's like a doctor or something at a hospital, or a head nurse, and he didn't want people to know his identity, because he'd lose his job. Sure. So he, like, had a pseudonym, and he did everything. He, apparently, was going to go on that show, Doctors. You know that show, Doctors? No. It's a big show, it's like a... I don't know, it's like after Ellen. It's one of those daytime talk shows. Okay. And doctors like bring people out, talk to patients. He was going to go on the show Doctors. It's part of like a comedic bit. But um, he was going to promote his book, Semenology. But he didn't want to go on because he was, you know, it would reveal his identity. So he was asking me to go on the show like for a, him. Like a JT Leroy kind of situation. Yeah, well, not okay. to pretend to be him, oh. but to be this guy that's really good friends with him, that's tried the recipes mm-hmm. and everything. And I was like, so I'd have to go on the show mm. and do it. He's like, you don't have to drink cum. You won't have to do it. You mm. just have to go talk about it. Mm. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder how this would be. And so then the casting director called me mm. and was asking me about it. She's like, so, okay. So I heard you interviewed him. He can't come on the show, but he said you would do the interview. Mm. And I was like, and I was thinking I can go on and promote the podcast. Yeah, and that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Mm. And then she's like, all right, so which drink are you going to try? And I was like, wait, wait a second. Wait, you yeah. want me to try a drink? She's like, well, of course. Yeah. I was like, so I have to make a drink? She's like, yeah, he said you'd make a drink and then put your own semen in it. You don't have to drink anyone else's semen. Okay. I was like, so you want me to make a cocktail and put my own semen? She's like, yeah, that's what you need to do. I was like, do I have to do that? She's like, well, it's the main reason why we want you on the show. So then I was like, okay, well, let me think about it and I'll call you back. And I remember calling Lenora and she's like, oh my God, you totally have to do it. Just yeah. drink your cum. Why yeah. not? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, God, I don't know if I want to be the guy that's just known as the, the guy, guy that... That went on TV and drank his cum. See, because I'd do that in private. <laughs> I would not do it on a TV show. Why wouldn't you do it on a TV show if you do it in private? It's do you do like, it all the time in private? Is this like a common thing for you? Yeah. I mean, now, now of course, they're mocktails. Wait they're a second. Semen <laughs> mocktails. <laughs> do you, know? you do a shot of your semen or do you 
Mix your semen you in a mi- drink. You got to mix it. You got to mix it. How often do you do this? I don't actually do this. Okay, I was about I to say. I was yeah. like, but I would. But I never. You never know yeah. with you. Like you for like could five probably bucks, do this. I do it for like five bucks. <laughs> you know, I don't care. But would you go on if this if this was you no. and the guy was like contacting you like, hey, I want someone to go on the show. Would you do it? No. National TV. No. Drink your own cum. No. Your mom probably watches that show. Yeah, absolutely not. But think about all the publicity we get. You probably would probably get talk some publicity. Soup. It probably wouldn't translate to money somehow, you know. So I feel like mm. yeah, notoriety. Mm. You could be like he's the guy who drinks his own cum, and now you can be on like on a Big Brother or something. Fame without money is a nightmare. <laughs> all right, <laughs> you and the cash that. me outside girl. Yeah, yeah. I'll drink my cum. Look, you she, say the line. She got a deal, man. She's, she's got a money. going on she tour. Got mad money. She's going on tour. Yeah. That chick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, okay. Well, thank you there, Tard Wrangler. Uh, people call the show, Sigurong Hotline, 323-522-4032. Um, iTunes, best way to listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. Um, you know, a lot of people still use iTunes to find out about podcasts. So Yeah. Keep the more, yeah, the more you that. rate us, the more you comment, the more uh, visible we'll be. Help us out here, guys. Come Give on. Give us a hand. Also, uh, Cafe Press, we have lots of Sick and Wrong merch at the Cafe Press stores. Go to com slash store and click on the Manson picture. You'll get taken to our Cafe Press store. Merch, merch, merch. Merch. Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was brought in. Uh, Harrison got it from uh, Jess, a friend of yours. From she Jersey sent this City. To you. Yeah. From Jersey City. Jess from Jersey City sends us in. I had never heard this song before. Hmm. I hadn't either. Red River Dave. Hmm. Sounds called California Hippie Murders. And it's about the, uh, it's a recount of the Manson murders. Um, this guy would have been a Trump supporter. Yeah, I still think so. Lie, for sure. I think so. I love this, I love this uh, opening, uh, the opening verse here. It was in the sixth decade of the 20th century when the hippie movement plagued our continent. Living lives devoid of care, short of cash, and long of hair. <laughs> they were dropouts from the great establishment. Yeah. Red River Dave here with a country song about the California hippie murders. Thank you, Jess, for sending that in. People will be back next week with uh, episode 586. I'd like to thank Dan Fogler for being on the show. Um, Got to check out that Kinnison movie. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. Until then, take it, Susie. It was in the sixth decade of the 20th century. When the hippie movement plagued our continent Living lives devoid of care Short of cash and long of hair They were dropouts from the great establishment Oh, the California hippie murders Flashing knives and blood And the word pig carved upon a young girl's breast a mother pleading for her unborn son While they kill their victims one by one Was the worst crime in the annals of the world Their leader was evil A curse from his birth How he hypnotized and mesmerized each girl With dope, sex and music He invaded the earth Preparing his kingdom, a happy world. Holy
on a young girl's bed. I'm out there pleading for her unborn son while they kill their victims one by one. It was the worst crime in the annals of the West. Holy Song? Yeah, was that from Easy? It was e- yeah, Easy it was Easy E. Um, Real Compton City G's. Oh, okay. Because was... remember, remember how Dr. Dre had the video where he had the guy playing Easy E. Well, that was from uh, the the first uh, song off G- of Nothing But a G no- Thing, right? No, not Nothing But a G Thing. It's the one where they called him out, and yeah, at the yeah. end, yeah, uh, Snoop Dogg was like, "Easy E can suck a yeah. big fat dick." Yeah. And West they had side, remember they yeah. had the midget guy from yeah. Bad Santa, was, and they had the fat guy playing whatever his name is fucking character from the NWA movie, the fat white guy. Oh yeah, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's character. character, yeah. And then um, Easy E made the video for Real Compton City G's, and he in that video he, he's him and his crew are hunting down the guy that plays him. In the Doctor Dre in the video, Dr. Dre. is it fuck with Dre? Is that what it is? Fuck with Dre. I don't know. I forget what it's called. It's, it's like the yeah. first song off yeah. of uh, yeah. Chronic, right? And it's and, and it was like so meta. It was like meta, meta, meta. Well, it's also yeah. if you're if you're intimately involved in that scene, <laughs> you get all those inside jokes. Right. I didn't. But then, if you do, you listen to Chronic Two. No. So Chronic Two, which mm. he did in two thousand, he does a lot of stuff where he's like saying it's like. Easy. Is that the one with Eminem on it? And it's <clears> yeah, like, Eminem's okay, yeah. is like still Dre yeah, yeah, yeah. and forgot about Dre. Yeah. And there's a few s- songs in that where he's... I'm glad they reminded me because I had forgotten about Dre. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. But you then uh, he calls, he's like, you know, easy. He's like, I miss you, man. I'm just being real with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, now that he's dead, yeah, yeah, he can go dead. back and yeah. start talking about him. Yeah. Like, I miss you, man. I'm just being yeah. real with you. That must have been so annoying to have to make that NWA movie. Because they're all producers on it. So it's like Ice Cube's like, yo, you got to redo this script. You got to have more scenes about how good my marriage is. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. My God, that yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. My favorite part of that movie is, though, is when Easy finds out he has AIDS. Yeah. And he's like, Remember? I ain't no faggot. Yeah. He's just like, I ain't no faggot. Yeah. What, what you talking about? And the doctor's like, well, yeah. you have yeah. HIV, but I ain't no yeah. faggot. Okay, you don't have to be a faggot, but yeah. you, you have AIDS yeah. and you're, you're going to. He's like, no, because tell, that, tell that, me how it is. <laughs> Because that was like his wife. Yeah. You know his wife was like, can we have another scene talking about how he ain't no faggot, please? Can we just put that more in there? But and the guy who's writing it is like, I'm going to kill my, I'm going to just blow my brains out all over the wall. You motherfuckers, you know? 